the most, you know, struggling part was every doctor was like, oh, this is going to work because um, my, both of our blood work, he's super healthy. I was very healthy. Our blood work was excellent. Not just good. It was excellent. And so we actually had to sign um, paperwork that we were going to have multiples because everything looked so perfect on paper. And so there wasn't an issue. There isn't an issue. And so we were scientific reasoning. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I I joke and I tell everybody, I'm like, well, the reason is that they've been our babies the whole time, you know? Um, But um, I had told Rich, I was like, adoption's been on my heart, you know, ever since I was little, like I didn't even really know a whole lot about it. I don't have any friends that were adopted, but I had just known. And he was like, okay, you know, my uncle's adopted, you know, he's adopted a little girl. And and so our plan was, well, we'll have three and then adopt after. Yeah. That was our plan. Yeah. And so. It's funny how God's like, yeah, "Ah, that might be your plan, but that's (laughs) not my plan. Hello and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché-Urcuyo, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, my husband, Dr. Danny, and I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's get started with this week's episode. You may have noticed that we've moved away from having sponsors on the podcast. This was an intentional decision and one that Danny and I thought long and hard about. As we begin our careers as family physicians, we feel very strongly about our responsibility to remain as unbiased as possible in order to foster trust with our community and our future patients. Therefore, we've made the decision not to accept any sponsorship or endorsement compensation from industry from this point forward. That being said, in order to continue to produce great content for you here and on our new website, pursuing-health.com, We've created a subscription model. Almost all of the podcast content will remain completely free, but we will offer some additional benefits for subscribers with the goal of getting back far more than you give. For less than the cost of a latte each month, subscribers will benefit from exclusive discount codes. We want you to continue to benefit from our unfiltered opinion about products and services on the market without you wondering whether we're receiving compensation behind the scenes. So rather than receiving endorsement or sponsorship compensation from companies ourselves, we're asking that those companies that we love, trust, and use ourselves provide an exclusive discount code to our subscribers. This will allow companies to pass along the value of our endorsement to you all without you having to wonder whether we're talking about them just because we're getting paid. We already have a great lineup of discounts and will only continue to add to this list as time goes on. It is our hope that if you use even one or two of these codes, your subscription should pay for itself. Subscribers will also benefit from the opportunity to contribute questions and listen to periodic exclusive Ask Us Anything podcast episodes with both Danny and I. Finally, subscribers will gain access to our morning five sessions, five-minute movement sessions created to jumpstart your day, as well as our other online training programs, depending on your monthly contribution. In addition to our longstanding Train with Julie Fouché program designed for more experienced athletes, we've also created Train for Life, a 30-minute, five-day-per-week program that can be done with minimal equipment at home or on the go. So if you listen to Pursuing Health and have found the podcast to have positively impacted your life in some way, it would mean a lot to us if you would consider subscribing at pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe. Again, that's pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe. 
All right, guys, this week on the podcast, Danny and I sit down with two people who really do not need any introduction in the CrossFit community, and that is Rich and Hillary Froning. As the most decorated CrossFit Games athlete of all time, Rich Froning has won gold at the Games eight times, four times as an individual and four times as part of Team CrossFit Mayhem Freedom. Rich and his wife, Hillary, finalized the adoption of their first child, Lakeland, just before the start of the 2014 CrossFit Games. And shortly after that, Rich chose to step away from individual competition and dedicate more time to his growing family. The road to becoming parents wasn't entirely straightforward for Rich and Hillary, as many of you know. After struggling with infertility, they ultimately followed their hearts and navigated the adoption process, dealing with anxiety, joy, and disappointment along the way. These days, they're a family of five after adopting son Trice and daughter Violet. And in addition to raising the kids and owning CrossFit Mayhem, they're staying busy with more endeavors than we can even count, from raising bison on Froning Farms to opening a new coffee shop, organizing a yearly fundraiser for Mustard Seed Ranch, hosting a CrossFit sanctional, online training programs, train with rich seminars, a YouTube channel, a podcast, running a boutique, managing Airbnb properties, and more. So we were excited to sit down with Rich and Hillary to catch up on all that has changed since the last podcast we recorded together in 2015. And we talked about Hillary's take on Mayhem's secret to success, what they've learned through their journey to start a family, and how they work together as a team to juggle all of their many endeavors. We do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. We recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. With that, let's get started with this week's episode. So welcome to Pursuing Health. Yes. I'm super excited to be here with Hillary and Rich Froning and Danny joining us for an episode. So thank you guys for sitting down with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having welcome us Welcome to Tennessee. I know. New yeah. residents. Yeah, it's official. <laughs> it's official. Um, so crazy because Rich, you were actually my first guest on the yeah, podcast. No, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, thought, I was trying to remember that and I thought I was one of the first and then we did another one. <laughs> It's been it's been a while. Two or three years. Probably. It's been a while, but yeah, the first one was almost five years ago. That's now, awesome! Congrats! Thank you. That's a big um, deal. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about it. We were. It was right before the 2015 games. I think it was like yeah. July 2015. Um, so that was before your first year going into it as team. a team. Yep. You guys just had Lake Lynn. She was almost a year old, maybe about a year old. Um, so I just thought we'd start with, you know. If you were there back in that moment, what did you think your life was going to be like five years from now? And did you ever expect to be where you are now? No, not not having. I mean, we've got uh, we had a lot going on now, but it's it's everything's awesome. Um, <laughs> three kids, you know, Lakeland. We'd had a you know a tough time getting having her, and then uh, we had a couple. You know, it's been a long road to get the other yeah. two, but it's been incredible. And um, yeah, to think you know with the kids competing. I didn't, heck, I didn't think I'd still be walking, let alone competing <laughs> at this point. So, uh, that was five years ago. But yeah, we're still, still swinging and still having fun doing what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, we were just talking earlier about, you know, how busy everything is. And then you realize how much free time you thought you had when you had kids. And that's mm-hmm. completely gone. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I don't know about you, but I don't uh, know what free time is. No. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I had any free time. Yeah. That's great. That is exactly. I, like, I can't even imagine just thinking about 
you know, not having kids, I can't even imagine what it's like. But I guess once it happens, you just figure yeah, you it out. Yeah, and really, you just, you, I yeah. don't really remember not having kids now. I think I was telling somebody <laughs> the other day, you know, there was, uh, it's been probably a year or two ago. We were sitting at the house. She took the two girls to a birthday party. And Trice used to take naps back in the good old days, but he's <laughs> he's retired from that. And uh, he used to take long naps. And so he took like a two-hour nap, and I'm just sitting there like, what do I do? I've already <laughs> trained today. I guess I'll go work out again because I don't know what else to do, you know? Like, so that's, weird. I, that's, yeah. that's actually the last time I remember having free time was like two or three years ago. So Yeah, and now when it's quiet, you're like, Oh no, like, oh no. They're always, something's wrong. They're yeah, always in the bathroom. Always in the bathroom. Really? Yeah. And I don't know why they have a fascination with the bathroom, but they love <laughs> to get into everything. Hair gel. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. much to get into there. So yeah. much. Yeah. 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 So how old are they all now? Two. Don't. <laughs> Go both, ahead. Yeah. You tell your story. Two. And then Lakeland's five. Okay. I Violet. like to tell the truth and it's Lakeland will be six in July. Trice will be three in April and Violet just turned two. But, but she gets right so mad because she's like, they're February. five, two, and two. Yeah. I'm like, eh, ish. Because right now they're both two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He wishes their life away. I don't, don't want like to accelerate that. I just like, like don't. to tell. She wants to give him credit. Yeah. I want to tell the whole truth, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I used to go by halves, you know, when I was little. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's important. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about just this phase of your lives in, in terms of what it's been like to switch from individual to team competition and what you guys have cultivated here with the whole mayhem community, because it's pretty incredible. Um, so I guess first, just from your perspective, Rich, what has that been like from like a mindset day-to-day perspective, having this goal of, you know, the team competition versus back when you were competing as an individual? Uh, it's a whole lot more fun. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed a lot more, um, you know, back as an individual, you know, no part of me, you know, everybody's like, you're coming back, you know, we want to see you back. Mm-hmm. Zero part of me wants to ever compete as an individual. Um, you know, everybody's like, you're going to come back as a master's. And I'm yeah. like, I'll compete as a master's on a team if I'm still, you know, uh, <laughs> you uh, good that. enough. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, you know, I, I really enjoy where we're at. I get to share, you know, I get to train hard with people. Um, instead of by myself, I, you know, other people rely on me. I rely on other people. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I grew up playing team sports. And so for me, it's a whole lot more fun. It's a whole lot better experience, you know, in, in having the kids now it's, it, I, when I was an individual, I was not present wherever I was when mm-hmm. I was not training, you know, like in a, in, your mind as is bad always as, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. As bad as it sounds, you know, but to be the best in the world, anything, you got to be like that a little bit. And mm-hmm. so um, I, would, I didn't like the person I was becoming or had become and, and having kids. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, they came first. And, you know, I, I still train probably close to as much, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit smarter. And then, but when I'm done training, I'm done training. And my kids can go with me wherever they go, wherever mm-hmm. I go. Nine times out of 10, you know, they'll come to the gym every day if we come here. Or we have the barn at the house where mm-hmm. the kids can play. And so uh, it's just incredible. It's uh, I'm super blessed and Luckily, he lets me uh, still complain about how sore I am every day and all that type of stuff. So it's been good. We yeah. like it. I like it better. I don't know about you, but. Yeah. What has it been like from your perspective? Like just those two different phases of your lives. I think it's, he does still train. I feel like as much as he was, as mm-hmm. in, you know, but I feel like it's definitely, um, it's not as stressful, but it's, well, it's like it's just stress. a different type of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause you are depending on other people, you know, that 
that is stressful. And yeah. at the same time, you, you know, you're, you know, when he's competing, you're kind of stressed out for those people too. Like, you now know, you have a lot of people to be stressed out, out for yeah. all of them, yeah. you know, and you can just kind of see it coming. Like when they're competing, you're like, oh gosh, like, are they okay? Instead of just worrying about him, you're worried right. about all of them. And, but I mean, I like it. I like it better. Yeah. It's more fun for me for sure. And then, like I said, on the, I was just thinking on the training side, you know, if there's something that comes up, I'm not as stressed. Like if I miss a training session, mm-hmm. you no, know, yes, I still work out or try to move every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, if I don't get two sessions in, cause we're doing something, it's not as bad or I can, you know, um, I can deal with it yeah. a little bit better Doesn't where I was an individual, you, yeah. it would have drove me crazy. Like I would have lost my mind. It just, right. just the way I was. And so it's been good mentally for sure. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's like, you don't have as much control over the outcome because it's all these other factors yeah. and people involved. But then at the same time, it's a good thing because a lot of it's out of your hands yeah. to an extent. I mean, not a lot, but like some of it's out of your hands. Right. So you don't have to worry about it necessarily. As right. Much. Yeah. It's just, it's just a different stress. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's any less stress or any less uh, competitive or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it's just different. different. And I, I almost get to share that load, you know, like some workouts or events, you know, it may be more dependent on me and mm-hmm. then another event may be more dependent on somebody else. So maybe, you know, I'm trying to take a lead on an event mm-hmm. and maybe another event I'm just a supporter. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of depends. And that's kind of the beauty of it. And that's, there's a little bit more into it than just like, all right, I'm going to go as hard as I can right. and see what happens type thing for right. individuals. So, you know, I just, like I said, the team aspect of it for me has been way more fun. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're doing different things now that you have other people that are working out with you that you rely on? Um, like, are you spending less time on your weaknesses or like you're trying to each kind of maximize your strengths and work together? We're all, what's kind of cool about, you know, the athletes that we have and have kind of over the years have, have kind of developed is, you know, where we're at right now in this specific, or with this specific team is we all kind of have the similar strength and weaknesses. <laughs> and so we all kind of have to work on the same things. Okay. Um, so yeah, we just all throw them in there. You know, I guess the only outlier, China's way better at endurance stuff than me, Scott and Tasia. Okay. Um, but you know, Scott and Tasia are super powerful and really good with barbells and stuff like that. Not to say China isn't, she mm-hmm. is too, but she can kind of carry us on the endurance type mm-hmm. of stuff. So the other three of us have to work on that type of stuff a little bit more. But you can work on it together. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a shared suffering instead of, you know, just suffering by yourself. And and I had a you know, a good group of people that when I competed as an individual, I trained with all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't me training by myself really ever. Uh, but when you're out on that competition floor, it gets I mean, you know, it gets lonely. Yeah, for sure. It is very like I didn't realize it until I you know, retired, but like it is the most selfish thing. Like I feel like the moment I knew I was done, it was like, wow, I can start caring about other people again. Like it was so bad, but like, that's sort of how it has to be. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's something I guess I've kind of, we had a train with Rich this weekend and we did some Q and A's and I I was like, man, I I really didn't like who had become to my friends that were competitors Mm -hmm. even, you know, like secretly hope they fall on their face. Like I had to apologize to Dan uh, I guess it was in like 14 because in like 12 and 13, you know, we were living, he was living here yeah. and it was just like, just a constant battle. You felt like in as bad as it you'd think, or like as bad as it sounds, you, you get kind of like resentful to it. And it was I'm like, what the heck? He's one of my best friends. What am I doing? So I had to actually, I apologized to him in 14, I guess it was. I was like, Hey, like, we're, let's reset here. Yeah. So being on a team, I've been able to do that a little bit more. I still hate people when I compete with them, but off yeah. the field, I still like them. So. Yeah. That's a good compromise. <laughs> this is what it is, you know, like that's never going to go yeah. away, I don't think. So. Yeah. And, oh, go ahead. Do you feel like that's something that that's kind of common in the sport among other athletes or do you think that's something that's, 
just you experienced? Uh, I've talked to a couple others and some of them have it. I feel like, I think if you come up from any type of like traditional sport background, yeah. you have that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get rid of that. It's just like, but that's where the but edge that's comes where the, from. Yeah, yeah. You can't like, you don't want everybody to, you want everybody to do as good as they can behind you, but yeah. not, you know, in front of you. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that's, that's, I think it's pretty par for the course. Um, you know, everybody wants to put on this face that they're, oh, I love everybody, right. but really you don't like, right. you don't want, come on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of other athletes have tried to transition from, you know, individual to team. You guys obviously are doing it really well. I mean, you've been doing it for five years. You've been, you know, winning pretty much every single year. Um, and you've had a lot of different team members throughout that time too. It's not like you've had the same team throughout all five years. So it's obviously something you guys are doing. It's not just the people who are on the team, but something you guys are doing right. Um, what do you think? I'm actually curious from Hillary's perspective. Like, what do you think is making their team so successful at the games? I really feel like it's um, the the time that they spend together. Okay. I think it's, um, and I don't think it's a secret. You mm-hmm. know, I think it, they not only spend as much time you know, training together here, um, they hang out, you know, and I get so irritated. People are like, oh, well, it's because they don't have a job. They just train out, you know, train all day. I'm like, okay, (laughs) because China doesn't live here. Scott doesn't live here, you know, but if you watch like Dre's videos, um, you know, behind the scenes and stuff, they just are different than other teams, you know, like um, they just support each other different, I feel like, Mm -hmm. and they just... I feel like it's cliche, you know, to to say, but they really do love each other and they just really want everybody to do well and they're there for each other more than, um, more than other teams, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I think we kind of attract, like, it may be a different person each time, but it's a similar type of person. Mm -hmm. A lot of, everybody that we've had on the teams, you know, nine out of 10 have been super selfless. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody will do whatever they need to do to be on the team or, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're on group text and they're texting like every day. And, and it's not always just about CrossFit. Like they they just, just ask each other, how's their day? Yeah. Or, you know, just they're really good friends. And yeah. I think that makes a difference being on a team, not just to go win the CrossFit games. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what some people go to compete just, just to be there. And that's okay. But mm-hmm. I think that that's the difference with the teams that Mayhem's had. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we, you know, everybody has a common goal to win the CrossFit games. And I think... Um, anything less than that nobody wants to I mean everybody's going to put in whatever they have to you know like we like she's saying as bad as it sounds like we're not there to just participate like mm-hmm. we want to win yeah and um, yeah and and like I said everybody has been super selfless on that team whoever you plugged in and and has been super supportive and you know the the no ego type of thing you know like I know now that you know last year Dre Dre stepped up and was huge and I, I, I hated losing Dre because, mm-hmm. you know, we'd put so much into him and mm-hmm. he, he kind of broken out of that shell that he, he couldn't make it as an individual at regionals and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And it was incredible to see, but you know, at points I wasn't afraid to say, Hey Dre, I need your help here. And yeah. He wasn't afraid to do that either. And so yeah. I think that's a big thing. And with Scott now, that's the same way. It's like, Hey, you know, if I need him to pick up something a little bit extra and I know mm-hmm. I can rely on him in the same way he, he can do that with me. And so the girls work incredibly well together. China and Tasia uh, are like basically one brain. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like she's saying, I think it's that we all care, genuinely care about each other. And it's, it's, uh, it is a team and, you know, we do, I don't know, actually, I don't know if we've ever really gotten like truly frustrated with each other, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm sure there's times where 
they don't necessarily like a workout that mm-hmm. I've kind of <laughs> made them do. But, um, you know, we talked about this this weekend too, is I'll never ask them to do something that I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people were like, would you, would you ever like coach athletes after you're retired? And I'm like, I don't know. That's not my leadership style. My leadership style is like, hey, I'll be right there beside you. I'm yeah. not going to. But that irritates me too. <laughs> like, you know, when we go places, they're like, well, who's the coach? And he just like looks around at everybody. And I'm like, like, just go. I'm like, trying go to go to the it. captain's meeting, so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. And he's always like, all right, I'm not the coach of this team. Like, even at the game, he's like, well, I, it's not me. And I'm like, you really think that anybody else is going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm the coach of Mayhem? Like, yeah, it's but just. It's, it's, I, I wouldn't say. I mean, we all kind of have mm-hmm. our own input on there. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I might be the one that comes up with, you know, the workout at the end of the time. But it's like, you know, it's kind of uh, we make up workouts by committee mm-hmm. as it goes. And then, you know, uh, the girls might argue a little bit other way. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I. That's what I love the most about China, too. Oh, I feel like China to- is kind of like a sister to rich too she's yeah. i'm not doing that yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. i'll straight up do it uh Tasia most of the time will do everything and until her body's like falling apart and then she's like hey i can't like this morning i was like mm-hmm. hey i'm gonna go swim she's like i need a rest day yeah she's like i'll see you tomorrow or i'll make up the swim tomorrow i was mm-hmm. like all right that's fine yeah but that's something that i've had to like that was a, a hard part for me switching from individual to team was like i had to figure out how different people worked mm-hmm. and you have to how to motivate different people um, cause I, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like you know, every day, <laughs> every day I wake up, like that's my goal is to win the CrossFit games. And it yeah. has been for the past 11 years. Yeah. And, and not to say that that's not their goal, but you have to kind of figure out, Hey, some people need, you know, you need to be a little less, uh, brash and then other people need to be pushed, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's been, that was the hardest part for me. Now I've, I, I think I've got it, you know under control with you know the people that are on the team now i know mm-hmm. how to push and how when not to push and that type of thing and yeah. it was just, it was hard at first because i was like oh no no you're fine like i don't i don't you're not hurt you're just sore right yeah. like you'll be yeah. okay but that's i mean even though you don't say you're the coach that that's the qualities of a good coach right is knowing how to help different athletes and knowing right. what's going to help get them to be the best they can be yeah and it just takes time and takes mm-hmm. mileage and trust and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's something we've developed over the couple, last couple of years for sure mm-hmm. um and you know we've never had like a complete yard sale of the team like mm-hmm. it's always been like all right, we'll, we'll, we will replace one and then everybody kind of like you know exists yep. and then one will go away and then a new one will step in and so that's been pretty pretty mm-hmm. good and then the, the hardest part honestly was going from six to four just because mm-hmm. you know maybe we'd already had somebody coming in and we had to, you know, form two teams yeah. and that, that was not a pleasant That's experience, really but tough. I think for the sport, I think the four is way better. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I mean, you competed in six and four and it's sports just way easier. It's to way manage. easier and way easier, I think, or way better for the spectators. Yeah. To watch. It's way better yeah. to program. It's yeah. way better to watch and it's more fun, mm-hmm. honestly, I think, cause you can do more fitness stuff, mm-hmm. you know, with six people. It's like, it's a lot of waiting around, a lot of standing yeah. around. So yeah, for sure. Good. So when you bring a new person in, say like, you know, you have three, but you're bringing a new person in, what are some of the things that either you look for in like screening or finding those people? And then how do you sort of assimilate them into the team? Uh, it's more trial by fire. You're just thrown into the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like a on the job interview. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, we kind of look at um, really, you know, Dre was here. I'll, I'll kind of back up a little bit. So when... Uh, we knew we had to replace Kristen Miller when mm-hmm. Tasia came in because that's kind of our that tells you how we're where we're at. And so um, 
we actually reached out to her on Instagram, kind of saw, you know, mm-hmm. she competed as an individual. We didn't really know what she was going to do that. I think the next year she was injured or something and okay. couldn't compete. So, um, I think it was Hewitt was like, Hey, let's reach out to her. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go ahead. So she came down. <laughs> we joked about this. This She, uh, so she comes in, she hates swimming. We made her swim uh-huh. and you can't really see, we're all working out. So you can't really, we're just like, all right, let's see. Yeah. Cause we had somebody come in that freaked out when they got in the water. Okay. Um, was just like, this isn't a warm up. like freaked out. We're like, <laughs> okay, maybe you're not going to fit here. So, uh, so Tasia does that. We're like, all right, we're going to meet back at the gym. Well, the joke was we, we set up a table, like a white table uh-huh. and chairs and put a bar out and put plates out. And we're like, all right. <laughs> Impress us. And, and she's like, what do you want me to do? And we're like, I don't know. Just impress us. She's like, wow. uh, uh, like, uh, okay. And so she goes against her shoes and we're like, we're just kidding. So it was just like, we really, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, obviously funny. fitness is a huge part of it, but you sure. got to be able to, you know, yeah. have some fun and, yeah. and take a beating every once in a while, uh, mentally. And so, you know, that was kind of Tasia. We, we figured out, Hey, she was going to be all right. She could fit in. Um, it's, after that, Dre, I mean, we'd had miles with Dre. Dre's been here since, I want to say like, what, 13 or 14, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we knew physically he was going to be fine. We knew he fit in well as the, you know, would fit in well on the team. And that was an easy one. And then Scott, same thing. It was kind of, I've known Scott yeah, for years yeah. and I know how, what kind of competitor he is. You mm-hmm. know, it was one of those that I, you hated competing against. So <laughs> I was like, that's the kind of guy you want to, be, you know, go into battle with next to you. So right. that was an easy one too. Um. And then, yeah, and China. China mm-hmm. was, I've competed with her in Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've done different Reebok things together. Mm-hmm. And China's awesome. Freddie's awesome. So you mm-hmm. get ready with China. So it's good. <laughs> it's part of the good. deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. What about, you said you guys don't get frustrated with each other too much, but how do you handle conflict or like when things come up on the team that are hard, how do you guys work through that? Um, Honestly, you know, we've, not i mean we've never really had and i think everybody just has like an expectation of each other Mm -hmm. and you see the sacrifice that everybody puts in day in and day out and you know they're not you know like in an event something happens like you know it's not because they didn't try Mm -hmm. um you know it's never i don't honestly i can't really think back in competition or out of competition where we had any major um conflict (laughs) <laughs> really as bad as that sound like that's great as, yeah. no, no, no. no i think it's i think it's you know everybody kind of like mm-hmm. we know you know we've had obviously we've had events where we wish they would have gone other ways mm-hmm. and it might be strategy type thing but i think that's something you know we we <laughs> we joked about it in Wadapalooza because we had kind of a plan that we were going to do i don't remember even which workout it was and oh it was the swim pistol okay. sandbag thing and uh the plan was for me and scott to go first and as we're walking china's like hey do you think you guys should go second i'm like really and she's like yeah yeah i think and i'm like no i don't that we shouldn't do that because tasia needs to swim fresh she's not comfortable swimming and so funny because at rogue last year we did a similar thing where we had a plan and china was like i think we should switch it i'm like all right we'll switch it yeah and completely screwed us and then we retested it the way i said we should do it and then we Went destroyed the time. And so she was like, okay, I'm done. And so it's, it's more like in the heat of the moment, it's like, we'll talk through it yeah, and say, Hey, if you think it, you know, if you really think it's a better idea, like I'm always open to suggestions, yeah. but we all kind of talk through stuff and that's our ideas. And, and, and everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've ever really had any mm-hmm. major quarrels or any major, you know, problems with anything, which is 
knock on wood, it's kind of... That's awesome. Well, it's also a testament to, like you said, people are very selfless. It's like the type of person you bring in. It's not someone who's going to get stuck on, like, get their ego in the way. You're always willing to sort of talk through it and do what's best for the team. How do you handle those, like you mentioned, if an event doesn't go well or, like, you know, the, the performance in the games doesn't go the way that you planned, how do you guys work through that and how do you approach that then in your next season? Yeah, um, you know, we had... What's kind of cool about this new uh, sanctional model, I think, for teams is you can do quite a bit of them and it doesn't wear you down as mm-hmm. much. Um, everybody always jokes that for us, it's more of a deload week because mm. the volume that we do yeah. um, not competing is, <laughs> is a little higher. And so we've, you know, we've done two now and we wanted to get as many as we could this year with Scott, you mm-hmm. know, having been new to the team and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, we've had a chance to kind of to, to play around with some things and mm-hmm. do some things. We know um us you know our strengths are not the like bursts and rest bursts and rest mm-hmm. that you see in a lot of the sanctional type programming okay um we're more of a like at the games last year you saw a lot of really team yeah. team team yeah, workouts where in the sanctionals we haven't seen many team workouts mm-hmm. so really it's it's a good test for us to practice under those conditions and, mm-hmm. and you know in the heat of the moment um doing those type of things like you know uh we I, i've talked about this a couple times but that's the the hard part about these sanctionals is the programming mm-hmm. for teams because it's it's people I don't people don't quite grasp it yet I don't mm-hmm. think like individual people I think have yeah. a really good grasp of it um, but teams you can really you can skew it to being four really good individuals versus oh, yeah. a, a good team oh yeah and so um, you know like at at Wadapalooza, we every event was a worker work and rest it wasn't like a there was Loose, I guess, was the only workout mm-hmm. you could say was a team team event. Okay, and uh, every other workout was like, all right, work from anywhere from fifteen seconds to a minute, or you decide how you want to do it and mm-hmm. rest for a minute or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, um, like I said, those are the things that we're not good at. Yeah, and so, so. if we can win in those events, then uh, we'll take it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's you. You definitely in every event you go to, you you try to figure out and assess. Hey, this is where we could have done better. This is something we need to fix. And mm-hmm. like last year, we uh, Drake could not. What was it? The rogue event. He, uh, <laughs> the 225 squat snatch, mm-hmm. he failed a few reps. So we did a lot of 225 squats <laughs> when he was fatigued. And yeah. He, at the, by the time we were done with it, he was crushing it. So uh, it's just, those are the, the types of things you got to learn from. And, and like I said, everybody's willing to mm-hmm. take those things and they know everybody, nobody wants to be the weak link. And mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll work on that stuff. So it's, it's good. It's really cool. And I think it's cool for people to see too, because it's, you know, you talk about how you can apply CrossFit to life and all these things, but like, I mean, just the way that the team works, that's something you can apply to so many different so aspects many of life. Yeah. And like like how both of you recognize right away when I asked the question of it's really about the relationships and the people care about each other and they spend time together and think about if we all did that right, and like our right. jobs or the other teams that we're on with different things we're doing, how much better we would all work together. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk more about family stuff. So you guys have been super open and I love how much you talk about your journey with infertility and adoption and, you know, share what's going on with your kids and, and your whole journey. Um, but could you talk a little bit about sort of that early, like before you even decided to pursue adoption, like what led you to that choice? Um Hillary's actually writing a book on this right now. I know. I'm so excited to read it. Are you like working on it right now? 
It's actually almost finished. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, give it's us, the, give us, more, yeah. give us the, the cliff notes. We don't want to ruin the whole book because yes. we want people to get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it's it's about um, it's about our journey and, you know, our story. Um, it's your side of, of, of how everything went, really, and, and yeah. how to encourage people. And, and it's, it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Proud of her. Thanks. That's so awesome. Well, I mean, if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit about, um, yeah, it won't ruin anything just, to like talk about the whole option. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, just no, like, yeah. Sort of what led you down that path, and yeah, yeah, we, I mean, for like three and a half, four years, we just, um, all of our friends, yeah, it just wasn't nothing was happening, mm-hmm. and um, we had seen multiple specialists and fertility doctors, and um had tried you know all the medicine the shots Mm -hmm. um i had endometriosis surgery and found out that that i had it and um it the most you know struggling part was Mm -hmm. every doctor was like oh this is gonna work because um my both of our blood work he's super healthy i was very healthy our blood work was excellent Mm -hmm. not just good it was excellent yeah and so we actually had to sign um paperwork that we were gonna have multiples because everything looked so perfect on paper and so there wasn't an issue there isn't an issue and so we were like okay reasoning right yeah and so yeah yeah and so i I joke and i tell everybody i'm like well the reason is that they've been our babies the whole time you know um but um i had told rachel i was like adoption's been on my heart you know ever since i was little like i didn't even really know a whole lot about it. i don't have any friends that were adopted Mm -hmm. but i had just known and he was like okay you know my uncle's adopt you know he's adopted a little girl and and so our plan was well, we'll have three and then adopt after. Okay. Yeah, that was our plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny how God's like, yeah, ah, right. that might be yeah. your plan, but that's not my plan. <laughs> but you know, as he talks about, he's got 36, 35. A million yeah. cousins. First come, first and so we <laughs> yeah. we wanted a big family. And so once we got married, we were like, Well, we just wanted that surprise baby, you know, so bad. And yeah. when nothing was happening, we were like, Okay, like you know, so we started trying you know, all this stuff, and um, when it just when nothing was working, the fertility stuff just it's fertility is hard, and you know our insurance didn't cover any of it either. Yeah, and so we were like, okay, this is just, and it made me, it was hard, like and, it, yeah, you're on me, your, especially if they're telling you like everything looks good, you're getting your hopes up so mm-hmm. much every single time. Yeah, it was the hard part. Honestly, was like I can I can deal with the disappointment of it, but watching her go through that. I mean, it's hard on me, but to see her was even worse. Like, yeah. that was the worst part of it. Obviously, yeah, I'm disappointed if something wasn't working. But to watch her just, oh, it worked this time. It worked. Mm-hmm. I know it mm-hmm. worked. I know it. And it was almost like, you know, not equating it to losing a baby, but almost like her losing a baby. And yeah. I couldn't watch it anymore. And so she was, we did IUI, what, three we times? We did IUI three times. Okay. And, so, and one of the times, it was right before Christmas. And, you know, I'm like a big Christmas person. And one of the times... Um, my blood work was so high. She was like, she's a really good doctor here. And she was like, Hillary, I've never seen blood work this high and it not be twins. Wow. She was like, I'm certain oh. you have twins. And so we were like so excited and like looking oh away to like announce it. And we were so, so excited. And I'm like, you know, pumped. And didn't work and so I was like what is you know what is going on and so I finally was like listen I can't do this any 
and mm-hmm. it, and it made me crazy. Mm-hmm. It just made I mean hormones, hormones are yeah. real. Like you know you, yeah. you hear that, but like real. it really turned me into a person that like and I could tell that I wasn't being myself. Yeah, but I could also feel myself being like I don't care. Like I'm being rude, but I also could right. care less. Like right. it just wasn't who I wanted to be, yeah. and so I was like, I can't do this any anymore. And then you know once we started down the adoption path, I could also feel myself like becoming just as overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and that was scary Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I'm not gonna let this overtake me either like this is this is what's gonna happen and this is you know and ultimately we talked about maybe going IVF route Mm -hmm. we were just I I didn't feel right I was like I don't want to pay for a chance you know like we've Mm -hmm. had all this stuff happen and I said like I I would rather you know adoption's expensive Mm -hmm. but I mean it's not guaranteed by any means Mm -hmm. but if you start down that road eventually you'll you'll land somewhere and so Mm -hmm. That's when we decided to go that route, and then Hillary went at first. She was in and went went deep. And so um, we actually, the last year that I competed as an individual was when we got matched with Lakeland, and that was a, that was a process, and um, an incredible process. And so, you know, we had Lakeland, what, one week? Two weeks before Two weeks. my final games. And we, she was already, the, her birth mom was what? Eight week, eight months pregnant, seven, eight months pregnant when we we were matched. So it was mm. like, hey, we yep. gotta get it's like, all happening. A fast. home study but tomorrow. Again, we were told there was no way. She was our attorneys were like, "There's no way you're gonna get this finished." Really? And I was like, "Listen, I've been told no way for years. Like, <laughs> I need you to just go ahead and give me the paperwork." And it, like every step along the way to like, was such a you know, it was just such a blessing, and um, we got it finished. And it's almost like too not too easy, but almost mm-hmm. like. This oh, is meant to happen. We can have like it eight really kids. Was. You know? It truly, <laughs> yeah. truly was. And um, you know, and and then she had her like exactly the same amount of time to be able to fly with her. Okay. To be, she was um at the time it was ten days in Tennessee to be finalized. So well, that ten day was it was your birthday. It was, it was well, so what happened was she was actually born on a Friday, huh. and it was past the time where they could file the paperwork. Oh. So the 10 days didn't start then. Okay. Well, then yeah. the 10 days don't start till that Monday, Monday, not the weekend. Oh, gosh. And so it was actually 14 days. So she was born July 7th. So it became official on my birthday, which was really cool. And That's it was really like cool. the wow. athlete dinner, Yeah, in California. Mm-hmm. And, um, all that. So we got to fly with her and, and do that whole process. And then, you know, we had a, we never really, we went, never went back to the fertility stuff from there. You know, we kind of, adoption was going to mm-hmm. be the route we were going. And we had a couple failed adoptions like mm. what three two or three and like watching her go through that again mm-hmm. and i was like you know what i'm done i'm good good with good with what we have and mm-hmm. let's stay here well she was like hey i've got one more set of paperwork and mm-hmm. you're gonna sign it and i was like ah you know i think we're good <laughs> she's like you're gonna sign this paperwork yeah. i was like all right i'll sign the paperwork and so she next day aired this was for trice and she next day aired his uh his paperwork we found out we were one of 20 families that morning the next morning, that night, we found out we were one of five, and they said, hey, we'll let you know in the morning who's mm-hmm. picked. And we didn't meet any of the criteria that the lady wanted. You know, they just give you, basically, they don't give names or anything mm-hmm. like that. They just give, you know, male, white, 32, yeah. or whatever our ages were at the time. And so we were like, ah, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. We got a call that night at 10 o'clock. It was like, hey, how soon can you get to Jacksonville, Florida? So, what, wow. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. the next day, we left. And so we had Trice. Trice was in the NICU for 13 days. Yeah, and so Hillary stayed down there. It was like, what, a, two weeks before regionals in 17? Wow. And so I had to get back. I had to take care of Lakeland. Mm-hmm. And so she stayed down there with Trice. And 
and did that whole process and that was a process that was that was hard yeah hard. wow and then would you come home two weeks after that it was almost three almost three and so then fast forward to february of 18 and hillary still keeps in touch with lakeland's birth mom and was like um you know she called and said i had another baby and can't keep her would you guys take her and we're like yeah of course <laughs> and then we're like can we do that? <laughs> I was so. more, I'll admit, I was very embarrassed, but I, I, was, I just didn't know if I could do it. You know, Trice had just turned 10 months old and mm-hmm. he had to have surgery on his throat for something minor. And mm-hmm. we had just found that out and went back and forth on, oh, it's asthma. Oh, it's RSV. Oh, mm-hmm. it's this. And, and and then all of a sudden, Rich was like, yes, it's fine. Like, we can absolutely do like. Okay. okay. <laughs> a week later, I'm like, we're doing can it. We, can we do that? She's like, yeah, we can. And I'm like, okay. So, and then he's like, I promise we'll get a night nanny. We'll find somebody. And I'm like, okay. And then in Cookville, there are no night nannies. <laughs> so then we found uh, one when we got in home Nashville. in Nashville. Uh, They're so expensive. Really? And then, so we ended up finding somebody in Nashville. And I was like, wait, wait. Your how your how much? (laughs) But Violet had um, colic and acid reflux, and and so she. I didn't sleep for it was almost forty. It was like forty six something hours. Oh my god! I just cry. She would cry. cry. I just yeah. She just Violet would cry for eighteen hours a day. Yeah, and I went into our doctor, and I'm like, I think she hates me. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's what's going on. How is this thing so (laughs) sweet? Yeah, and so all it was. And I was like, I just I need help, and so that's when I found out she had this. This allergy, and we Wait, switched her all stuff. Like she couldn't digest the protein, so she had yeah. to switch to Alimentum or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. Gosh. Which is like, did that make a big difference? $45 a can. It's, we're like, it's, it's more fine. expensive than gold by weight. Yeah. yeah. And it smells horrible. It smells yes. awful, especially when they <laughs> yes. throw it up. It's even worse. Oh, it's the worst thing ever, but worst, most. <laughs> Which yeah, awesome. Trice was on. My friend had given us the ton of breast milk, so we had just given that to her too. Mm-hmm. So we knew it was fine. Mm-hmm. For him, and then we tried to give it to her, and she just was like, did not like it. No, not at all. Oh, man. She was our hardest baby, but has probably been our easiest, easiest. kid so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that works. Yeah. So we didn't get in that nanny. We just toughed it, toughed <laughs> it out. Toughed it out. <laughs> Lakeland. So when she was little, you could like ten minutes, she could lay on her back. Uh-huh. Ten minutes, she had to be sitting up. Ten minutes, she had to be playing with something else. Ten, like get his rotation. Yeah. Trice, you could lay him there, and you could if. You walked over him for three hours, he'd be completely content. He didn't care. <laughs> Even when he could sit up, as long as he had toys within his reach, completely fine. Yeah. Violet, um, she just kind of would disappear. And, and <laughs> But now she's kind of our, you know, our easiest one. And Trice has turned out to be our hardest because he's just all boy and breaks everything. <laughs> Apparently, my dad says it's payback, but he's a disaster. Yeah, that's how it goes, I guess. <laughs> so but yeah, he's fun. He's fun. So not everyone knows. It's a this is kind of out of my own curiosity, but not everyone knows kind of the process of adoption and what goes into it, and um, what happens when you when you don't get um, like the, yeah, why the process completed through? and things fall through. Yeah, yeah tell so, us about that for people who are interested. Yeah, in adoption. yeah, yeah. No, so all three, even our three, have been totally different. All three have been different. Yep. So okay. there's not like um, like a how like a how to, you mm-hmm. know, like um, like but was you completely have, private. Right. And with just an attorney and a birth mom. Okay. Um, but our other two, even though we knew her birth mom, um, our other two have been through an agency. Um, you have to have a home study uh, with all three of them. 
Um, and what which, is that involved? That's like someone coming out to your house, making sure that your your yeah, house is safe. Going to take care of them. Yeah, they're going to. And with that though, it's more than just they come in and check your house, all your rooms, like all the things. Um, you also check. have to turn in. So this is why our attorney told us there's no way you're going to get it done because it's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no exaggeration. Like a huge book. Huge book. It's your bank statements, your background checks, which you have to go. You have to do. Um, your fingerprints, plus you have to go to like the courthouse or the police yeah, department. Do your, like a full like criminology. Full you know. thing. Um, you have to turn in your dog, if you have dog shot records. Oh my gosh. You have to go get wow. a physical. Um, <laughs> wow. It's other like random yeah, things. There's, there's, a, lo- there's a lot of death things. certificate, like yeah. just random yeah. things. Like family death certificates. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like there's nothing else like, that, like I'm thinking not for insurance, not for... Oh yeah, yeah, you have to have like, a show. I, oh, I joke, but our social worker knows more about me than probably my husband did. Like, <laughs> like, she knows like all of our stuff, yeah. and she does have our bank statements. Yeah, she knows, she how knows much our we safety, make. Yeah. like yeah. our our savings. Like yeah. she knows wow. everything. Everything. Um, and she was awesome because she got it in like with Lakeland, especially it being so fast. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, with the other two, we had had home studies previous to that so and they good, last for like for six year. months or a year uh, good, yeah your home study so our other year. two were kind of like they'd overlapped each other okay and so uh but lakeland we had to start fresh and we had to expedite it so you okay. just pay extra to, but that was a she lives in nashville okay. and so when i had called her she was like no i'm sorry i can't get it done in time yeah and then she called me back and she said where do you live and i told her cookville and she said oh i'm actually having one done in um, knoxville i'll oh. be there tomorrow well i was working in a dentist office and we were up that whole night we had to run to lowe's and get like fire a fire extinguisher <laughs> stuff for our locks because we we just our house yeah. wasn't you know that kid proof yet yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's not even like at a, you know if you get an infant it doesn't need to be baby proofed really <laughs> right. yet they're yeah, not yeah. doing anything yeah. right. but but we also like I tell people we we didn't have a crit we had nothing baby and that's why I told her when she came because I said I can't look at it like I don't want anything baby here so yeah. we have all the things like we put stuff on our door but I don't have any anything baby and she was like she's amazing she was like I'm not I'm just here to make sure that you're a normal psychos, person. Yeah. She was yeah. like, I'm not here Aww. to tell you if you're, you know. Um, but then to update them and stuff too, she was great with, she, she, the other two times she came and I was like in my pajamas. And yeah, she we was just, like. She just talking, you know, talking about her baby. grandkids yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. So those oh, were super amazing. easy. Yeah. But the the ones that didn't work or you, you're somehow matched either privately or we've never been with an agency Try since we've been with that agency for I'm, a little bit. Yeah, but I meant we'd never had any failed through. Um, no, the, the the two failed that we had, or three failed, whatever it was. Three were, were private. That people were like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give my kid up for adoption. Mm-hmm. We'd like you to take him, and then they decided to keep him. Uh, or they one was with an attorney that we had been with with like Lindsay, and she, um. What the one that was so bad right before Trice, we had like all of his ultrasounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we like car seat in the car, oh, backpacked, name, name oh. all the things. Yeah. And it was so hard. Yeah. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I was like, all right, I'm done. We're not doing this. I'm yeah, completely content oh, with Lakeland. Gosh. Like, mm-hmm. let's not do anymore. Because I couldn't watch her go through that. Like, I'm well, the type that until we have him or her, mm-hmm. it's just another baby to mm-hmm. me. But when they're ours, then it's, then it's they're different. ours. Our home study was almost expired, with though. Violet. And we wanted, no, with baby and we wanted another we wanted like to have a sibling and so it was just one of those things where we're like we're like 
do we really want to spend the money to update our homestead? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. do we want to do this again? And then with Trice, um, we'd been with this agency for so long and nothing had really happened. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I came actually to my hand and was like, listen, I feel like we should just apply and see what happens. Yeah. And he, like you said earlier, we were nothing that she was looking for. She wanted somebody um, in her upper thirties, mm-hmm. no kids, and lived in Florida. Oh, well, th- that's not <laughs> what we, that's not what we, we not, don't have any yeah. of those things. And so I, we had filled out the paperwork and then um, you have to send in our, our home study and then the paperwork that that agency had. Mm-hmm. And then you have to send her a letter and then pictures of three pictures of us. Um, and then that letter though, I sent, I remember sitting on her counter and, all I could think of is I'm not what she's looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I just cried and cried and cried. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell her all about Lakeland and tell her who we are. Cause yeah. you don't know it. I mean, all you can think of is I don't know what she's looking yeah. for. And then, um, you know, here we, here we yeah, are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. there is Trice a actually had a name, different name until we were what? 30 minutes from the, the hospital. We were actually mm-hmm. going to use cause we, we'd picked out a don't, name. Don't I'm say that day. Okay. We picked out so a name that was, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> picked out a name and then we decided on Richard the third mm-hmm. at the last minute. So, and how'd you guys decide on Trice to call him Trice? So the third Trice. Okay. Well, I just like, like instead of like of Trey yeah, or yeah, anything, yeah. Okay. we've heard some Trey's. Okay. I had, there was a kid I went to school with and he was a third and they called him Trice and I, okay. like, I, I kind of like that versus cool, a Trey. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, what's another but every time we're at the doctor they're like Richard and I'm like and it's always the same joke they're like that's such a big name for a little boy I'm like stop (laughs) his name's Trice it's already getting confusing with the kids because like Lakeland will say his name's Trice but his name's Rich I'm like yeah kind of and she's like your name's Rich I'm like yes Papa's name's Rich I'm like that's why we called him Trice and not yeah. Rich. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Keep it uh, straightforward. Keep it different. Um, you mentioned just a minute ago about the phones, but any parenting things that like you thought you were going to have a really hard line on, and then oh. once you had oh, the kids, you man. were like, no, <laughs> completely different. I will not feed them in the car. Okay, you should see my car. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so nasty. They will I know. Not sleep in the bed. I know. You're going to bring it up. I knew you were going to. I was so adamant on, oh my gosh, my kids will not sleep with me. Uh-huh. Lakeland still sleeps with us and he gets so mad. And I'm like, you're going to sleep with me forever. I sleep it's on a mattress fine. on the floor. <laughs> like, it's fine. It because started she's, out. On the, she's the, only the t- little for a minute, you know? <laughs> and she'll even tell you she's, because the other two will sleep in their own bed. But then now, well, part of the night. No. But then. Trice but, will. Trice is the only one that sleeps in his own bed. But then Lakeland will even say, she's like, I'm a child. I can't sleep by myself. <laughs> Work in the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, girls, the girls sleep in the big bed and the mattress for Lakeland on the floor in the bedroom, in our bedroom, is where I sleep. One day. He because got he's hot. I'm I like, can't oh sleep. Gosh. I can't sleep with other people touch. I hate Yeah, that's a lot of. And so it's a lot, a lot of, bodies, of bodies. And they're all like, I'll wake up and they're somehow like. Violet's on Hillary's face. <laughs> Lakeland's on Hillary's stomach. I'm like, I, I'm fine. I'm on the floor. With but the I'm like Hedler, and I love it. And yeah. so I have. I've created monsters, and I don't care. That's awesome. bad. Yeah. But when people ask me for parenting advice, I'm like, I'm not going to give you any. I just always tell and, people, don't listen to anybody. And don't listen do to anybody because mm-hmm. every kid's different, and you're going to figure it out. I say and my two my two rules are: don't let them sleep in the bed, and don't listen to anybody. So. 
When I'm sleeping in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> They're only little for a little bit, and it's okay. For 18 years. Well, yeah, we'll revisit this yeah, when she's like say, yeah. 15. She'll probably, still, she'll probably she'll be in the bed still. I don't know. I don't know. There'll so come a day things. where she's like too cool for it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Every once in a while, she'll come down and she'll lay with me, and then I usually just carry her up to the bed because she'll wake up in the middle of the night freaking out. So I'm like, all right, I'll take you up there. Yeah. But. So not only are you guys raising family and have three kids, but you're doing a lot of other stuff, <laughs> a lot of other stuff. Probably too many irons in the yeah. fire. Yeah. So obviously you have mayhem, you have the team still competing. Um, I mean, your own YouTube podcast channel stuff that, that you're putting out there, your seminars, Hillary's got the shop, the Airbnbs, the book. <laughs> the book, yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and then I hear... That there is also bison yeah, now we got bison at the Froning now at the house. house. Yeah, Froning Farms. Um, yep. Maybe a coffee shop coming yep, soon. Yeah, coffee shop up front. Like, okay, number one, how do you do it? Help. But- <laughs> Lots of help. <laughs> Good people. Yeah. yeah. And then number two, how do you guys make decisions together? Like, if you're going to do something, like, create something new or shift gears, like, how? what is your decision-making process? That's something we're trying to do better on, actually, in the last probably six months to a year. Like, there was times where we, I would, you know, she either didn't want to burden me with what she was doing or I didn't want to burden her with, you know, she's got a lot going on. And so I've learned that, Hey, she wants to be involved and trying to do better on that type of stuff where it's Mm -hmm. like, instead of, and I'll, you know, I'll say it was my fault. There were times where I'm like, well, you know, it's a kind of a a small decision. I don't think she'll really care. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to burden her with anything else. You know, she already got so much going on and, um, you know, I could have done a better job on communicating that. So that's something we're both working on, really, I think. You know, she's got so much going on. I have so much going on, but we still need to talk about it before we do stuff. And so um, we actually just both got out of a meeting for our, the Mayhem for Mustard Seed, which mm. is the charity that we Oh, yeah, I left we that one off the list. Well, <laughs> we've got too many going on. And so, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really a never-ending cycle around here. But, uh, you know, we're blessed, and we, we want to be able to, to, you know, help other people out where we can on that that specific venture too i think what just mm-hmm. seven or eight for seven. Yeah, seven that's amazing and yeah so yeah we've got you know, we've got the good dudes coffee with josh and dan but we're gonna have a kind of a separate coffee shop up front um we have at the gym at the gym okay. yeah that's just basically it'll be for you know people coming through or yeah. this side of town there isn't really a, a coffee shop that's other than yeah. starbucks here so we were like it's a good destination maybe you'll get some people to try crossfit right yeah that's kind of the idea <laughs> and so you know we we have that front space and it wasn't really doing anything so i was like ah yeah recently new to coffee so i was like i'm kind of into it right now and so we were like oh, let's try try a coffee shop right there and see because we've got a couple businesses around here that it would probably feed into and then the uh the froning farms venture um it's really <laughs> Hillary doesn't look very enthused. <laughs> it's it's fun you know like uh it's one of me and my one of my best friends growing up um doesn't do crossfit whatsoever but my best friend since i was seven or eight we've okay. we've lived within two miles of each other since that point so he where we, he's fifth generation where we live on the mountain. And, oh, wow. um, so we moved up there in 16, 16. Yeah. And so we live about a mile and a half from each other. And so he has a, a daughter and we have our kids and we were like, they need some chores, you know, when they get older <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need them to grow up like we did. And so our idea was like, all right, we have this pasture that yeah. is doing nothing. So, uh, let's get cattle. He kind of had a cattle background, um, and so we were going to do cattle and then we started looking into it and we were like, man, bison are pretty freaking cool animals. And <laughs> started researching it and, and doing all that stuff. And I'm like, let's do bison. So, uh, we've, when, when did we get them? What was it? 
They're so weird. I'm like, I'm <laughs> she hates them. I hate them. She's like, they're going to jump over that fence and they're going to eat our kids. And I'm like, one, they don't eat meat, but <laughs> They're going to kill yeah. them. They're so dangerous. <laughs> they're big. They're, they're, they're huge. Yeah. They're big, but honestly, the, the cows, the females aren't as, they're as big as cattle. Like mm-hmm. they're not, it's the bulls that are like okay. 2,000 pounds. They're okay. huge. But. They're such a cool animal, like, and their story is really cool, and just the history of them. You know, like when Europeans first came over here, there was anywhere from forty to sixty million of these things. Wow! And then we killed them down into a thousand, less mm-hmm. than a thousand. And so now they say there's around a half a million in the in the U.S. now. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It's how it's many a, of them are you going to get on your? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that the the herd is actually about to grow. You know, we we got a couple just to like dabble at first and make mm-hmm. sure we knew what we were doing and, and could handle it and so um we, she's it, curious too she's like, how, how many are we gonna have? it was <laughs> it was fall slash winter when we got those first four so we were hay feeding them so we didn't want to have okay. too too large of a of a herd and so um in the spring once the grass starts growing we'll probably get um a few more like one probably i'm like we one. could get horses or goats or like things that our kids could play with not these and that our kids love them though but they love them they yeah. they do actually they can yeah. but they're just they're so big they're and wild scary animals, and, I mean, yeah, yeah yeah they're not like you can't go up to like a, a dog you can bring exactly. them up like you can get them up up to the fence with bread and stuff like that mm-hmm. we'll feed them bread they're not completely grass fed because we feed them bread <laughs> uh, but you know not you get them up to the yet. you get them up yeah. to the fence yeah. and but they'll take the bread but they don't really want to be like you try to pet them and they're yeah. like no don't no, pet me but I'll take cool. that bread <laughs> and then there's one that's kind of the boss and she won't let anybody else get any bread so you have to like you know you know well, occupy her over here and then chuck the bread at her so or <laughs> other ones so it's fun that's super cool so with everything that you guys have going on how do you prioritize and i know i mean you said you're still doing just about as much training as you were before but like how do you know when i don't know like too much this is, is too enough much. yeah this is enough <laughs> training or like i need to spend my time here or shift doing this like how do you guys prioritize and juggle all these these things you have going on I think we've gotten better at that. Yeah. I think, um, especially as Lakeland's gotten older, um, I feel like it's gotten easier. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, especially when she starts acting out, it's like, hey, Hey, she needs our attention. Mm -hmm. Like, we're too busy Mm -hmm. and we need family done. Like, we got to slow things down. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever's going on. Sort of like your radar. Yeah. Like, or even our little ones. Like, Mm Hey, like if they're not feeling well or, you know, obviously families first, like whatever's going on canceled, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. even him. Like, yeah. I think the, the cool thing about what I do um, competing wise is I get to spend more time with my kids than 99% of dads. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm home most of the day and they're, they're down in the, like, you know, this morning I was kind of, my back's been a little bit tweaked. And so I was downstairs like doing some stuff just some like rehab stuff and the mm-hmm. kids are climbing around, running around, mm-hmm. you know, they have their little like gymnastics room down there that yeah. I made for them next to the gym down there. And mm-hmm. so they love playing down there. And then anytime I say, I'm going to the barn, Trice, Violet, barn, I want to go to the barn, I want to go to the barn. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's incredible that I get to do that type of stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, as far as family wise, I think, you know, that stuff's the easy stuff. It's this stuff, you know, like I know I don't get to the gym, the actual mayhem that mm-hmm. as much as I need to, uh, training wise, I can't, you know, like if I'm, for me, my priority right now is family and then competing because mm-hmm. that's kind of what 
is the face of this yeah. and brings attention to mayhem. And, mm-hmm. and luckily I have Josh who runs it and Darren who ran it before Josh. They do a great job here. I've mm-hmm. got Trey that runs a YouTube channel for us and Jaden who's on apparel and my dad's looking over the facility. And, you know, luckily mm-hmm. we have a lot of help. It's mm-hmm. not just us. And then her and Allie, her sister run the boutique and then the, the Airbnbs. But yeah, there's definitely times where, you know, we should slow down a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and do those things. But as far as family goes, I feel well, like... And it goes in seasons, too. You know, like, I feel like I haven't really been at the shop. It's been just Allie and the Airbnbs. Like, they're fine. They It's just, they do it. And then... Until yeah. something goes until wrong. Until something goes it. wrong. Yeah. And then it's like... Everything When it rains, wrong. it pours. You know? <laughs> right. It's all at once. All at once. Yeah. 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 And so, like I said, I think it's it's help. You know, having a lot of people to help and, and trusting those people to, you know, run things how mm-hmm. you... Like, they... It's, it's the team aspect mm-hmm. of, uh, like, we have with on the team competing mm-hmm. it's we have a team here that you know josh runs the gym we have dave that runs our corporate fitness you know dre is incredible at all of our media mm-hmm. stuff does a great job of that and then like i said Jaden with apparel and it's just everybody kind of knows what's expected of them and yeah. i i kind of give them some ownership and it's like hey run this like it's yours and if yeah. there's any major decisions come to me and and sometimes like with josh i'm like hey I don't need to know that. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to go to three ply toilet paper instead of two ply, like, <laughs> yeah. no, that seriously. Yeah, you we, have the authority to that, make that decision. Which has been, which has been great, Darren, because yeah. Darren was here before, and Darren is an incredible coach. He's an incredible people person, but the the business side, he didn't really wasn't his what he wanted to do. Yeah, and so uh, Josh has been. It's almost like, hey, Josh. I don't care, man. Like, whatever. Like, I appreciate you coming to me, and I appreciate that you have this like ownership in this, yeah. and like want to do a good job, but. I don't care what kind of toilet paper we have. (laughs) So it's, it's great, but you know, I'd rather have that problem than not enough. So, but like I said, it's, it's, it's really a team aspect and you know, her and her sister work well as a team on the, uh, you know, most of the time whenever they're, (laughs) uh, and so on the Airbnbs and and that stuff. So it's good. Awesome. And it's just a testament to the type of people that you attract that you have around you. Right. Yeah. We have great, incredible, incredible people that, Mm that we couldn't do it without them for sure. Do you guys have, I'm sure it's never, two days are never the same, but do you have sort of a general day in the life of like how things go on a typical day? Mine's probably a little bit more typical than hers. Um, You know, we usually start training uh, around 10-ish and then break around one, break from one to 3.30 and then again till 5.30 and then 5.30 chaos happens with the kids until everybody or at least till one goes to sleep and then it's man-to-man defense before that it's, <laughs> it's just basically us trying to corral all of them into a bathtub uh, like last night that was that's always a party until about eight o'clock and then it kind of chills out um and then thursdays for me uh most everybody kind of does their own thing we'll swim early in the morning and then everybody takes off i usually like to do something else and then sundays are kind of our our day to like we'll have family over um you know dad loves stopping by and bringing a crock pot. Crock pot full of something. <laughs> and so it's it's good. You know, we try to make Sundays like our family, her family, my family kind of mm-hmm. comes up to the house or mm-hmm. does whatever. It really depends on mm-hmm. uh, time of the year, but uh, it's always something. Mm-hmm. But then her, cool. your, your days are a little less structured than mine. I don't, yeah, I don't have. There's no such thing structure. She'll always, yeah. she'll always <laughs> the night before, she's like, so what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, Hillary, what do I do every day? <laughs> and I hate that answer because it doesn't, I don't, it's like, pretty, where? Like, is my question. Other than That's Mondays and Thursdays, it's at the barn. Mondays and Thursdays, usually we go to the pool early. Okay. And so, other than that, it's pretty, pretty much the same. 
<laughs> Monday nights we watch Bachelor and the girls. No, not we. Yeah. <laughs> she and her friends watch The Bachelor. Uh, yeah. I do not. That's true. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, last time we talked on the podcast five years ago, we're here today. Where do you see yourselves in your lives five years from now? Oh, goodness. Like, it'll be 10. Like, she'll be 10. Yeah, I know. Trice will be seven and Violet will be seven. Uh, that's true. Trice will almost be eight <laughs> and Violet will just turn seven. Oh, gosh. And Violet will be Lakeland's age. Uh, I'll be in school. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's, yeah, that's the, crazy to that's think about. That's another thing we're trying to figure out, yeah. too, is like, you know, homeschool versus mm-hmm. school school. Um, I think starting out until I'm done competing. That way Lakeland can travel with us and do mm-hmm. that type of stuff because she's a little bit of an outlier because she's a little older. It's like we're going to do the homeschool thing maybe for a year or two, nothing too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll compete as long as she'll let me and as long as I feel like I'm not um, the weakest link on the team and, and still enjoying it. So, I mean, five years is a long time, though. That'd be that'd give me 16 years of competing. That's a long time. I, How old are you now? 32. 32. Okay. Yeah. I'm but, almost I mean, 33. There's, I mean, you say that, but I feel like five years has went by so fast. It has. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, and, you know, I tore my meniscus in 17 and had a ton of just, for probably a year or two, I struggled with it. 18 months, I struggled with it. Wouldn't get better. And so, honestly, I thought 18 was going to be my last year yeah. and then found a, a DO in town and he did some some uh, manual therapy on it and some counter-strain therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Oh, they are amazing. We are like wannabe DOs. It's amazing. <laughs> I need, yeah, yeah, when our... you guys come down here, I need to introduce you to <laughs> yeah. Thomas. He, Please do. He basically saved my life. Wow. Like, I was miserable, miserable to be around just because it was, yeah. I was hurt all the time. Yeah. Like, my knee hurt all the time. Every step I took felt like an ice pick. Mm-hmm. Couldn't squat below parallel. I had like a baker cyst on the back uh. of my knee. I actually ruptured it at one point. Like, Gosh. miserable. And this guy... Is he's incredible? He basically he saved my career. Out. So yeah. that's awesome. So yeah, they have magic hands. <laughs> he really, yeah, it's insane. Like yeah. I'm like counter strain therapy. I'm like he's like I'm gonna try some stuff and you know if it works, whatever. Like I'm telling you, for 18 months I tried stem cell. I right, tried you've tried everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm like, somebody's up. like, you need to go to this guy. I'm like, where's he at? Cookville. I'm like, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Cookville, Tennessee. Right. So he's like, just go to him. I'm like, all right, I'll go to him. So you know he's messing around on my knees. Like Does that hurt. I'm like, yeah, it hurts. And so he'll like, you know, takes us out of the range of motion yeah. or tape, like shortens the muscle to where it doesn't uh-huh. hurt. And he's like, all right, does it hurt? And I'm like, no. I'm like, this is going to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll humor him for an hour, hour and a half. And then like I got out and I was like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> feels that doesn't good. make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't hurt. You know, like, and so he like, no I go. No fancy equipment. Nothing. No fancy equipment. Yeah. No, no, nothing ends every session with a little acupuncture. But I'd had doctors that were like, no, yeah, you're just, your knees are shot. You know, yeah. like you've used them up and blah, blah, blah. So it gave him the MRI. He's like, I mean, you've got 32 year old active knees, but nothing like, you know, <laughs> unexpected. People, yeah. yeah. And he's, in, he's incredible. So, that is awesome. So yeah, I mean, if good. I keep hanging out with Thomas, I'll be, I'll still yeah, be. Yeah. You'll be good till you you're go. like 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, I always finish the podcast with three questions that I ask everyone. So I think you probably answered these five years ago, but we'll just throw yeah, them back out there. Up. So first one is three things that you guys do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. I think pray for me is one, um, like mental health, pray mm-hmm. for sure. Um, obviously, physical activity mm-hmm. because I, I like to work out. <laughs> Even well, I was going to say pray. I don't work out. Uh, can I say that? You sometimes work out, but she, you, you move around. 
Yeah. Her, she knows she has bathroom fitness. I'm like, what do you mean? I get so mad. You, you were telling all the bad things about. <laughs> I cannot believe. No I can't things. believe you said that you really want a mattress, and I cannot believe you just said that I do bathroom fitness. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You do. You said you squat before you get in the shower. She, I mean, I'm like, the like, one day she walks out, she's like, my legs are so sore, and I'm like, <laughs> been working out. She's like, well, I did some squats before I got in the shower. Like, all right, There's like all no, these things on Pinterest. Well, it's You're so smart, like, right? Yes. Like you're about to get in the shower. You might as well just do something real quick to yeah, sweat. Just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. she walks, walks with the kids, push the kids in the stroller. Like you work yeah. out. Like it's not, you don't yeah. like do a regimented, you know, like you're not doing CrossFit yeah, like every all day. The but things. you'll do some stuff. That's functional fitness, mm-hmm. running That's after functional. kids. That's right. Um, uh, but it doesn't have to be working out. Anything that you do, that it can be anything. Chase kids, yeah. Yeah, that has to... That you think has an impact on your health? For me being outside. I don't, mm. Like mental. Yeah, I, that's I have huge. to be outside. I went that's on a hunting huge. trip a couple, was it two years ago to Montana? Mm-hmm. The most amazing, it was the best I felt in years just to like clear my head and just be mm-hmm. no phone, no nothing, yeah. just out in the woods. It was incredible. The term deafeningly silent is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably scare me. Uh, journal. That's probably like a good oh, thing. I love that. Is that something you've always done or? Um, just right before Lakeland and then okay. like for, for my kids, I mm-hmm. journal for them. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. What is one thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time doing it or like you haven't started implementing it yet? I really hate water. <laughs> <laughs> like can drinking I, water. Can I tell a story <laughs> from last week? <laughs> For Might like, as well. For like, Might as well. <laughs> for like three days, she's walking around with a water bottle. Yeah. And finally, I'm like, what are you doing with that water bottle? She's like, I'm Co- trying to drink more water. He literally, you would have thought that I was like trying to sneak vodka. Like, you, I was like, like, you hate water. Hey, what are you doing? He, he did. He was like, what, what's in that water bottle? I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I'm trying to be healthy. And every time I try to do something healthy, you call me out on it. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working on cleaning up my diet. Uh, I'm, I've done better in recent years. Uh-huh. Um, I actually switched. Um, we do the inside tracker stuff. Okay. So um, I'm, we've got another blood test coming up. And I got rid of most all dairy mm-hmm. um, other than whey protein. Um, I drink almond milk, which sounds really weird to say, but, uh, <laughs> I, I got to the point where like when I would walk by the fridge, there's a gallon of milk. I just mm-hmm. take a pull of a gallon of milk. Yeah. And then I realized I was drinking a lot of milk. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fat and, and inflammation. I was trying to see if it would help my knee and it actually has helped my knee, unfortunately. Mm. And I'm like, gosh, damn. darn it. <laughs> so that's something I've actually implemented. So I guess I can't use that one. No, that's good. No, that's yeah. good. You're working on it. Working on it. Um, what about, oh, the last question is what does a healthy life look like to you? I think we should slow down. I think we can slow down a little bit. I think, <laughs> I think, I think being, being present wherever being you are, present. I guess. Like, yeah. Yes. You know, like if, if I'm working out, I'm present in that. If I'm with the family, I'm present in that. And that's mm-hmm. something you, every day I'm trying to work on. And I, I think, think we're, we're both good trying at that. Working on it. Yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. times where we probably have our phone too much with our kids. You know, mm-hmm. like I try to, you know, implement this thing where my phone, when I'm at the house, I try to put it on the counter to mm-hmm. where like, if I, I'm not sitting on the couch with my phone, which there are days where I've not done a good job of that, but I like if I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, phone goes there. Mm-hmm. That way, if I'm on the phone, it's in like an awkward spot, and so everybody knows I'm on my phone. Yeah, so it's yeah, uh, called out on it. Yeah, that's good. And put a I put a 15 minute time limit on social media, so that's which good. is tough though for us it's too, because that's I how we run know. our yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. the same way. It's, it's tough. tough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, makes it very intentional though. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, like I feel bad when I'm entering that passcode. Oh yeah, to get, oh, yeah. More yeah. Minutes to get another. Gosh. Yeah. And um and but it's so funny how technology just has that way of getting you. Like even I try putting the social media like icons like on the last screen of my phone, but like you just phone you like then you figure it out it. and it's like then second you get used nature to like yeah. searching for instagram yeah. and then that's muscle memory it's like yep. oh, you can't win yeah they got us figured out for sure mm-hmm. yeah i was like all right if i get a watch i won't do it as much you know yeah and i still, still do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, maybe it down like I, you get those notifications on sunday where it's like your screen time is yes. up or down yes. you're like right, right, right. okay i'm i'm trying I'm, like last week it was like you're down 24 percent and i was like sweet nice yeah, yeah. good job Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you guys so much yeah, for much. sitting yeah, down with us. Yeah. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing where you are five years five from now. Five years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, you guys will be closer now, so. Yeah. yeah a lot closer. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank awesome. you. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. I always love catching up with Rich and Hillary, and this conversation was no exception. It's amazing to witness the incredible life that they've created together for their family and their community. It's important to note that this conversation was recorded just hours before a massive tornado hit Middle Tennessee, taking homes, businesses, and lives of many in the Froning's hometown of Cookville. Rich and Hillary have dedicated a lot of effort to tornado relief and would like you to know that you can contribute by visiting the CrossFit Mayhem store where 100% of proceeds from select t-shirts and stickers will go directly to families in need affected by the tornado. I also wanted to finish up as usual with some of my biggest takeaways from the conversation. So here we go. Number one was about the power of true teamwork. CrossFit Mayhem Freedom is such a great example of this that we can all look to. I love Hillary's recognition that a large part of their team's success comes from how much they really care about each other as people. Truly putting their egos aside, communicating, and supporting one another for the greater good of the team is something I think we can all strive to do no matter what type of team we are a part of. My second takeaway was that it was really amazing to hear more about Hillary and Rich's journey with infertility and adoption and their acceptance that certain things are outside of their control. This feeling of lack of control is so familiar to all of us right now, especially with the uncertainty around the coronavirus situation. It's often hard to come to terms with, but recognizing that there are certain things we do not have control over, being okay with that and focusing our energy on the things that we do have control over is something I think we can all use to cope with challenges like these. My third takeaway was that it was clear that Rich and Hillary are so successful and able to do the things that they do because they're surrounded by such like-minded people and good people in their community. And this is just a reminder that you attract what you put out into the world. Because of their own generosity and willingness to serve, they have attracted others to support them in their many endeavors. And together, this allows them to do more and serve more people. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time on Pursuing Health. We hope you learned something from this episode and that you'll consider becoming a Pursuing Health subscriber for less than the price of a latte every month to support the podcast. Given our role as family physicians, Danny and I feel very strongly about our responsibility to remain as unbiased as possible in order to foster trust with you, our listeners, our larger community, and our patients. Therefore, we've made the commitment not to accept any sponsorship or endorsement compensation from industry. Now, because we don't have sponsors, it's only with your support that we can continue to produce and improve the quality of the podcast from this point forward. It's our intention that by subscribing, you'll get back far more value than you give. Subscribers all gain access to exclusive discount codes from companies we trust and use ourselves. 
This allows us to share quality products and services with our community and pass on the value of our endorsement to you without you having to wonder whether we are getting compensated behind the scenes. Subscribers also have access to our Ask Us Anything forum and podcast where Danny and I answer your questions, as well as our morning five sessions, five minutes of movements programmed to help you jumpstart your day and our other training programs, depending on the level at which you subscribe. Our goal is for you to get back far more than you give with these benefits, and we only intend to increase the benefits to subscribers as time goes on. Visit pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe to learn more and subscribe yourself. Again, that's pursuing-health.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health.